0: Hey everybody! This is a scooter from the Sleep with Me podcast, and my job's normally to take people's minds off of stuff in a silly, meandering, dull way. I, and now I'm not very zen, but this is a zen-like subject. Uh, why don't you close your eyes, and hopefully this will make you smile. and And why don't you close your eyes and say, "Leaf peeping." say it's hard to say without smiling and even giggling there's something about leaf peeping that makes me grin and you could also say and maybe if you have a sleeping partner in bed or in, in you know roommate you could say i'm a leaf peeper you could say i'm a leaf peeper with you know with joy and pride in your heart and no that that's someone who peeps the leaves, and peeping leaves is enjoying the autumn bloom of color. And I don't know if they're decid. I think those are deciduous trees. I'm not good at that either. I'm not good at science. That's for another section of the Times. But let's just say there's, there's some trees out there that have leaves that change color and fall in the fall here in the northern hemisphere. You know, let's not just make it about us, but, oh, as you say, I'm a leaf peeper. I peep leaves. uh, And you get a smile on your face. You could also just picture yourself uh, looking at one of those beautiful fall trees. Or maybe you're a sentient drone or a bird in the sky. You could be over in New England or the Midwest And looking at those beautiful, beautiful autumn colors and the leaves, how they gently float to the ground. And, uh, you know, just say, I peep leaves. Uh, Oh, boy, do I, because it's relaxing and meandering. Uh, Thanks, everybody. So there we are up in the sky. And uh, yeah, we're, we're peeping leaves. We've done it before. It's been a few years. Uh, but this is more a journey of a celebration of leaf peeping and of leaves. And also curiosity as we land on a branch. Oh, I didn't even know how we got here. And now we're on the inside of a branch on a tree. I guess we're a bird, but we could, you know, you could be, you, you don't have to be a bird if you don't want to be. Don't worry. You could be ether. You could be swinging your legs from the branch. But we're on a tree that just happens to be, uh, we're surrounded, a full uh, blue Is it a bloom? That might be the wrong word. We're surrounded by autumn leaves. Holy Moldy, I would say. It is nice in here. And I'm really, really enjoying it. Thank you, Tree, for your uh, beautiful fall colors. I remember not to tell a tale because it's really nice in here. I wonder if birds, uh, other than me, you know, that have somehow become a sentient bird, I wonder if birds enjoy this as much as I do. And, you know, once upon a time, you know, and now I don't live with somewhere, I, I guess I never would have, uh, w- w- one, I don't know why I associate this with leaf peeping, but uh, I don't have like a cable knitted sweater with a turtleneck, but I feel like if I was going to go out in the road looking at leaves, because I won't overuse that leaf peeping term, because I wanted to re- retain its silly power is, uh, if I had that cable knitted sweater and, you know, now, right now where I am in the world, where most of us are, it's time for a fall journey, you know, a journey in our minds and in our hearts. And you say, okay, yeah, here I am. I'm sitting at that tree, Scoots. It's nice in here. Oh boy. Can you tell us the colors? I'd say no, because, uh. I want you to imagine what you see. Was that a maroon or a brick? Oh, boy. As I say incorrectly every time, get Pantone on the phone or Panetone. And then someone corrects me and says it's actually Pantone. And I say, oh, really? It, uh, like, it's not Pantone or Pantone. I know one of those I thought was correct, but uh, I always say the wrong one, thinking it's the correct one. I wonder if, like, is there a Pantone or Pantone color for panacotta? Uh Because, it, it, I mean, that would just, uh... oh, yeah, we're in the tree. Here we are looking. Oh, yeah, we're seeing a lot of colors. There's reddish colors. There's orangish colors. There's yellow, and there's still a bit of green in a few Yeah, there's even ones yeah further on the sunny set, the northern facing part of this tree that are even getting brown and crumbly on the ground. And I do wonder, and when I say wonder, I wah wah wonder. Well, one, I guess I was going to go remember that I didn't learn much in school. I was taught in school by great teachers. Uh, I was not a great student, but I do know. We had a lot of lessons about leaves there and uh, the, the, what is known as Central New York. A great Central New York, a great place to people leaves. I know that New England's kind of got that down. I don't think anybody, ha- does any town have that sign? Because you could put it there. you just have to get my permission first. Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, Oh boy, who's that down there? Oh boy. Hello. How, who are you? You're, you're Leafine, Leafine. Nice to meet you. Now, what we're seeing here is some sort of goose, a, a, a giant goose, or are you, are you a gander? You are a goose, uh, and Leafine is wearing so giant, uh, a giant kind of speckled. Do you mind if I say you're speckled, speckled in, in, uh, grays and, and, and blacks and whites? Oh boy, Leafine, you are lovely. But what captures my attention is what you're wearing. You have on a vest, uh, made of leaves or are those imitate those, those it's a vest uh with leaves on it oh boy leafing! and it is is it so that and then you have a brooch instead of buttons for the vest it's held together by one large brooch is is that my oh, you i am correct uh which nowadays uh some like me would call it an enamel, like it's a, it's a, it's a brooch, but it actually looks like an enamel pin, a giant enamel pin. And it's in the shape of a leaf, uh, and it's really nice and it has all of the fall colors on it and it actually has a leafine spelled, uh, in a way that I wouldn't have spelled it, but, uh, leafine, queen of the leaves, uh. But you're actually a goose, uh, so I don't understand. Oh, it's a self given title. That's interesting, Leafine. And then now I, I haven't finished. You're also wearing a bonnet. Uh, and talk about something that uh, hopefully you could bring back, Leafine, that really has not. Uh, I don't know when one bonnet fell out of parlance, which means people use it in casual conversation. But people don't even, you can't even use it as a metaphor or, God forbid, use it as a sil- sim—what sim- sim- what is that called, a simile? I guess it'd be easier to use it as a simile, like a bonnet. Uh, but I guess then you'd be describing a hat that's like a bonnet. You'd say, well, it's just a bonnet then. But you're wearing what I would call a bonnet. Can I, can I say that with a definite uh, uh, certainty? Yes, yes, you are wearing a bonnet. Oh, what's a bonnet? Uh, my listeners might be wondering. My podcasting brain said. So, so, yeah, some of you may be familiar with a bonnet, and some of you may have forgotten what a bonnet is. Now, I'm going to have to go on a little bit of a tangent here before I describe Louis Fiennes' bonnets. Is uh, that a bonnet? Is kind of like, a, a, like, a, here's a couple images that we'll bring and we'll try to capture. And it's a band shell or a clam shell. So, like, the Hollywood Bowl, that's probably in at least in the U.S. or the Western U.S., a pretty accessible image or a giant clam shell. I think Persephone. Or someone else, the Botticelli maybe did a like a, a big, uh, was it Persephone? I don't think it was, uh, but it did a goddess uh, like uh, in inside, like she's in front of a clam shell, a giant clamshell. and to me. Uh, like uh, that's not exactly what I think of, but you say like a bonnet is like a a bit like a shell as opposed to a hat because it goes vertical. It's kind of like a hat for the back of your head. Uh, Now, nowadays, a lot of people would wear a hat to uh, either protect their face or, you know, their eye or their ability to see or their neck or all of those things a wide brimmed hat and i'm sure that we could come up with a there is a, a sun bonnet is a thing and i'm just thinking like a, a bonnet would be great to protect your face if your sun is at your back so i guess like a bonnet that would be one place you'd say when would you wear a bonnet and i'd say well when your back is to the east or the west when the sun is in behind you know behind you when the sun is behind you and you want a shadow on your face? Wear a bonnet. Uh, now an adjust—I don't. I've never heard of an adjustable bonnet, but I'm sure bonnets are adjustable. Okay, get back to the description, the physical description of a bonnet, and then Leafine's bonnet. You're right. Thanks, Leafine. You're really good at redirecting things too. Not just a queen of leaves. Uh, you're really helpful. Okay, so a bonnet. Uh, Okay, so picture a clamshell or a fan, but a fan that's just... Well, oh, no, not a fan because uh, fans are flat and a shell is kind of cupped. Uh, it's in a shell shape. But then the base of the shell has a bit of a box or a bit of a like a hat. Uh, so the, the shell is the brim of the hat and then the, like it has a, a hat that kind of go around the back of your head. So I guess, like in the center. Oh boy, this is tough to describe. Who would it? No wonder bonnets. So you say, well, if you have to describe a bonnet on a sleep podcast, it probably will take you ten or fifteen minutes, which is good in this context. But they'd say, how are we supposed to report the news? We got to get rid of bonnets because uh, no one, other than baby bonnet, and even then. Okay, so, uh. Like, I guess the bonnet, you would sit, uh, it bo- goes behind your ears? Because, I don't know, you're a goose. Do geese, I'm assuming geese have ears because you can hear me. So, in your case, the bonnet covers your ears. Though I'm not positive because I don't know a lot about geese anatomy, especially giant geese queen of leaves anatomy. Uh, but so... So you have the bon. Oh, okay, so there's the cup part of the bonnet would be sitting on the center of your head, and then the the that would be the shell part. You're right, thanks, leafine, and then the cup part is against the back of your head, so it kind of would be wedged on your head. But then, of course, now you have a beautiful ribbon on your uh your thing, and and it is uh. Also, I, I think subtly, now I don't know if you did this on purpose or not, your hat also is not just evocative of leaves or leaves as we use, you know, actual proper word, but uh, also a cornucopia because your, your bonnet is uh, made from some sort of twill or something, but it's more of a, an auburn color. And then you have a ribbon, which I don't know a color. I'd say that's a robust ribbon. And it's even though the robust is not a color, it's a it's an autumn, a robust autumn color. Uh, like I'd say, you say, well, you have to say something like a color scoots because this is a the, I say, well, robust pumpkin, or pumpkin robust, you yeah, know, pumpkin, that's like a, a robust autumn pumpkin color uh ribbon which is tied underneath your bill around your chin your chinny chin chin which isn't a chin you just have a bill uh your billy bill but, but it's underneath your bill i guess you do have a chin where your bill connects to your uh i don't know say do, are you comfortable with me calling that your neck or your throat because you know the that uh with one of the f- great features of geese. Uh, Does that help you make a gander? How come? Here's something, Leafine. I don't hear a lot of talk comparing geese and uh, what are those other things called giraffes anymore. I don't think I've ever heard it. And I realize, yes, you're birds and mammals and you're nothing alike. But you are in some sense. You both have long, slender, and lovely necks. And also I'd say... Well, at least in your case, in geese's case, uh, you know, maybe swans get the credit uh, for that. Uh, I don't know, but you'd say, I don't know. You know, everybody's, no one talks about, I guess maybe I'm just saying no one talks about geese and uh, what are those things called, giraffes in the same breath. Uh, But, you know, finally today I did. Okay, but yeah, let's get to your bonnet. What the biggest feature of your bonnet is, uh, I would say, a collection of leaves, a bouquet of leaves uh, that you seem to have created. Did you make that hat yourself? No, your friend Gilda did. Wow, Gilda did a great job. So it's like a a bouquet. Uh, What was I going to say? Sometimes when you get flowers, they say this, uh, and it's a fancy term. Oh, I almost had it, uh, that has to do with a bouquet, but I, I can't think of it, but it has, um, some word that when you're buying a boutonniere or something, but it, so a collection of leaves that looks like a bouquet of flowers and that is lovely in its arrangement on the top of your, bo- not on the top of your bonnet, I guess, uh. I don't know what the top, the top of your bonnet, it, like, uh, is there, a ter- there's probably a term like flipped your bonnet or something on top of my bonnet would mean something you drop, like, uh, because it's on the front back of your, like, uh, it's kind of like it's growing out of the back of your head, but like the top, I don't know what the top of your bonnet is on top of old bonnet, uh. Do you think the Bonneville, that was a car, was at the end of Bonnets? Like they said, well, it's either bon- like a Bonneville. That sounds more like, I don't know, that's got "ville" in it. Uh, do you come from Bonneville or Bonnetville? You'd like to live there. Of course you would. What if it was more, yeah, maybe what if it was the center of Bonnet activity, wherever in the world we are? maybe that could be a thing. Like we could get a town that says, well, we're looking for something new. You know, we were going to be, you know, we were going to let one of the candy companies rename us. uh, say, no, 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 we're not just looking for naming. We're looking to re, re you know, kind of like the stool boom in, uh, I was going to say in a mighty wind, but that's waiting for Guffman that has the stool boom, uh, but like a town that makes bonnets, celebrates bonnets, and sells bonnets, uh, and of course you have the bonnet cafe, bonnet top cafe, or bonnet top brewing. I guess would be one like that could be where you could get your suds. I don't know if we we have a we could have an autumn festival. How do, what do you think about that, Leafine? Celebrate. It could, we could do it somewhere that has great leaf peeping and. People could come there. You could be the hostess, uh, or the, the queen. You could be the queen. I think this, uh, you're, you're nodding your head because, uh, this is, is this what you've dreamed? You never dreamed of this, but I think we could make this come true. Uh, so what would be the pieces? So we would need a town. We'd need a town, maybe a, a town that has already has one established, uh, hat making business, uh. That's been waning, which I don't know. I mean, I don't know if our fedoras in or out right now. Like, let me see. Well, yeah, we were the top fedora producer. And it would be good for the town because they could adjust it. They could say they're the bonnet capital of the world. But then, you know, you could still make fedoras in the off-season. Easter bonnet is a term I've heard before. So I've heard baby bonnet, Easter bonnet— Leaf bonnet. So we'll have to, uh, autumnal bonnet, uh, still doesn't have a ring like Easter bonnet, Easter. So it ends in a hard and it's too, too, uh, bonnet. Uh, so I don't know what we could come up with. Ha- Hollow bo- bonnet No turkey bonnet but we, we that doesn't make any sense we'll figure it out but so okay so we have we'll get a town that makes bonnets or that would be interested in it i guess we would need the, like uh, people like bonnets would have to be in but not really if if bonnet is here's the thing this is a little pod, this little podcast behind the podcast leafine and you know it already i just got to point it out because you're uh, whatever, I don't know what the right, I had a word, but uh, you're, you love leaves, clearly. Those are mere, merely the vehicles to connect us with joy. So while Bonnet, our, our, our new Bonnet capital of the world, uh, Bonnetville, we won't call it Bonnetville, but for the time being, we'll just call it B-Town for now. Why B town? While well, B town would be a place that would depend greatly on bonnets, really, it would be people's experience with people that love bonnets and bonnet-related businesses uh, and bonnet-related celebrations. Probably could have four a year. Uh, definitely like a Dickens Dickens fair in the fall in the winter for the holiday season. Holiday bonnet that works, uh, and then. In the fall, this would be our biggest one because, uh, like again, we could we could make it around leaf peeping. You see, and plus you say, well, you know what the best way to look at leaves anyway is with the sun at your back, and uh, the best you know, best way to keep your, your your you know keep the sun off of you is a high collar and a bonnet uh, when the sun is at your back. Uh, otherwise, the bonnet really doesn't do anything. Unfortunately, if it rains. Uh, The bonnet will only put the more rain on, you know, it doesn't help. But we now have adjustable bonnets at Bonneville. Okay, so we'll have our town. I would like to have just, and now I don't want this job because obviously I got stuff going on. And uh, plus this is not really my personality. But I think like one, either, I think having gas lamps... uh, would be nice uh, uh, because it it just adds some ambiance or candle lamps. But, you know, in the streets, I'm talking about the streetlights. And then I think, like, uh, having someone walk through the town with a lantern. Now, I don't know if that would be a lamplighter. Or just, like, uh, the person, like, it could be, like, a community thing where it makes everybody feel comfortable. Definitely cobblestone streets. You're right. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, uh, but, like, they could go through the town at quiet time. We'll say quiet time 10 p.m., even though you might be at whatever Bonneville Brewing's so open till until 1. I don't know because I'll be in bed. But, like, a night, whatever they say, like, they go through the streets uh, and they say the time... And, uh, they, like, they say, like maybe after quiet time, they don't say anything. They say, listen to the rustling of the leaves on the streets and the cobblestones. Oh boy. It's a perfect time, you know, for our evening cider at your B and B, you know, at the different, they could even say the don't forget tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, 11 a, you know, but what would we do for a brunch? Like a can't, not a candy apple or a caramel apple for brunch, uh, you know, whatever French toasted apples, and then you make your candy and caramel apples afternoon. Don't worry. We have a dentist tent set up for those of you that, you know, that, uh, you know, that, you know, candy or carameled apples impact, all inclusive, by the way. So that would be like our, 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 our night leaf person. So that's another thing. You, you like that idea. Okay. So then, yeah, apple bobbing, mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if apple bobbing's is everything that needs to come back, uh, like, uh But we could have apple grabbing, which I think we just get those things you use to pick up cans. Like I had one of those and uh, I don't have it anymore, but it had like where you push it down. It's like a little like a pinchers and you pick up garbage in cans with it. That might be more fun because we could then you could do stuff like uh, you could put the you could put like you could grease the apples, uh, greased apple grabbing and that would be great. And it would be like, how many can you grab? Uh, and then you could feed the apples to some sort of being, you know, that it gets like, oh, well, this is a, you know, like a, like friendly, you know, we're going to feed the apples to these, like whatever, pet, fam, farm pets or whatever, farm friends. Don't worry. It's totally good for them. Uh, we used to, you know, whatever natural grease, uh, I think another thing I would like to see now. Again, we'd have to do this, in maybe we could do this right at the edge of a forest. So, if we have a town that is like with old big trees, I guess the deciduous trees, of course, uh, that would be really good because that would make it. Uh, uh, we like we could do stuff an uh, art artisan well no wishing in the artisan well, because that's where the water would come from. I would like to do this, and I don't know if you've read any Murakami before, Leafine. Uh, but uh what about, and this is, you know, we'll do this with supervised, but you could, get, like, what about readings from the bottom of a well? Not just Murakami, but you, you like... Uh, like you have, like you get to sit around the well, and an author goes to the bottom of the well. Only authors that are, you know, comfortable. And believe me, we'll have this will be all supervised, all engineered. This would be a dry well or a slightly moist well because that's going to have. I just feel like that would have better sound. So this wouldn't be our, our artisanal well or our wishing well. This would be our well of well of words. Uh, that's what we would call it, the well of words. 4 p.m., Stephen King, reading from this or this, uh, uh, Murakami. I mean, like, uh, like, uh, Wind of Bird Chronicles, uh, readings from it, like, the, and they would do it, you would sit at the top of the well and listen as they were reading from the bottom of the well. And yeah, maybe you, you like, you could, you, I, don't, I don't know, their super fans could have their ear to the, my ears to the well, oh boy. So that would be another. That's an, I mean that's an out of the box idea. Oh, what does that have to do with bonnets? N- n- it, it, it's it's just a celebration of the, the like. Uh, it's bon. It's bonnet. Re- it's bonnet adjacent. I guess I would say, Leafine. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, you could read leaf-based poetry. I guess you couldn't do it in the winter, but in the spring and maybe the summer, it'd be cool down there. You have seasonal readings i guess you're right we would tie it in more and uh, you could also have like dinner for two down there for people like at dinner time. yeah uh, so that would be another way and that could be on uh, like the county or the city property so again you say well we're leasing that out to the like a pop-up restaurant for two and everything comes down in a bucket uh that would be pretty cool for people that are into that, which I would be, I would say, well, I'll eat down there alone, but, uh, I'd prefer that by candlelights. Maybe not candlelight. You're leafy and we did, we, we, we would do some engineering. So we would keep some airflow. We'd figure out, we'd figure all that out. I Also think it'd be a like, town square would be important or a town green where there could be performances. Uh, I think like, uh, one would be, uh, like uh, maybe there could be performances that are competitive. I mean, like it would be giant leaf piles. Obviously, that would be fun. Uh, I think like one thing would be, this is this again might not make any sense, but so if we had giant trees around the times the town square, and those leaves are losing, you know, the, those leaves are falling off the trees. They're changing colors. Uh, like, uh, you could have, like, slack lines or whatever they call it. Uh, what do they call it? By, what do they call it? Uh, Tightrope walking. And, again, we'd do this again in a legitimate, safe way. This isn't just something I'm putting together in my mind and making up as I go along. I mean, this part is, but this is the brainstorming. But you could have, like, it could be like, again, this is a, this is like the subtle way we make this sustainable. This would be the, I guess we could do slack lining. I don't know the difference between tightrope walking and slack lining. But what we what I'm picturing is that the slack line, which is like a tightrope, but it's slack. I don't know if there's what other differences there are. Not I'm not trying to take away from it but I think it would make it interesting. Of course, we'd have something underneath to catch people, but that they're carrying armloads of leaves. Uh, So this would be the foremost world, the world slacklining leaf crossing championship. Like who can move uh, piles of leaves from one platform to another platform? You know, we'll have, we'll weigh them. You know, anything that gets dropped, uh, you don't get credit for. I think, of course, we'd have some puppet shows. That would be good. I think, again, we invite, we figure out a way to heal uh, the past. So we look at, uh, uh, we say, okay, what is, what, what, what is the history of this land where we're hosting the festival? And before this town was formed, before colonists came, what was happening in this land? And we make that a part of it. And of course, like like so, like some people have, ah, like, oh, what do you what do you do? But you say, okay, well, think about it this way: like, uh, one, this is like part of the richness of this area, uh, and uh, the the more and more we make it about everybody, uh, the better it is. But you could also say, like, to somebody that might object, you say, how long you freaking think that? What do you think the tree? The trees have seen everything, so. Uh, like, let's make everything that the trees have seen a part of this. So again, there could be a hist- also like a separate from that an historical walk. Like, what have these trees seen? So that could be one thing. That could be like a like all encompassing historical walk of the area and of the region. In largely looking wherever in the world we host this, you say, well, let's look at a broader version of where we are in the world. I also think there's a mic that we like in another trail, so we could have multiple nature, like already established trails, but another trail would also pick up on that in a positive way of healing for individuals and broader as a society. Would be what have these trees seen, and again, be something poetic about it. Where you go out on your own, you could do it as a family, but that's kind of like this is a time for you to be alone with yourself, and that could be our wishing well. If we have a dried up well uh, that happens to be on a nature trail, surrounded by trees that are that are of varying ages and like you know beautiful leaves. Uh, you could go out on those trails and then you would drop your thing at the bottom of the well. And maybe each year we would sell a container to say, Hey, this is what, you know, I'm like uh, making, you know, I want to make amends for this year. And uh, I know the trees have seen it now though, like you wouldn't sign it. Now the thing would be that each capsule would have a year on it. So every year, there would also be an opening of those capsules uh and we would front load it so whatever we'd figure that out uh so there are different stages in the walk uh along with uh, like i think uh uh informed practices professionally informed practices that help with this healing process would be set up so you would, again, see that the trees have already seen. You say, well, yeah, no, I did that too. I spat at a, I spat at someone once, and uh, like you see that people, you know, that the, we're all not perfect, and the, and the trees and the leaves have seen Maybe not the leaves have seen it. Maybe the trees would say, the leaves haven't seen that, man. They've only been around since the spring. And I was, yeah, I know, but I was thinking of the broader leaves in a broader sense. I think another layer of this, uh, not just thinking about the human history of the area, but also the natural in the wildlife history of the area. Is there a way to celebrate the wildlife of the area and and to empower people uh, to connect with, make a deeper connection, not just to the trees? Uh, but the entire ecosystem of that area, in a way that subtly teaches and subtly grounds. Oh, sorry, Lee Fien, what You had a question. Oh, what does this have to do with bonnets? Uh, oh boy. Huh. Well, uh, you're right again. Pretty. Well, that's kind of my job, though, is to go pretty far afield. Well, here's an idea. If it has to be, if I have to come up with some bonnet-specific ideas. Well, there could be, this would be, I mean, this is an easy one. So you probably already thought of this. So I'm just telling you what you already know. I think we have a lot of, uh, and I think they should be prizes, but they don't just have to be for best. Uh, and they could be age and subject matter driven bonnet competitions. So again, you can say, okay, uh, seven-year-old children, uh, bonnets uh, and then you could have, okay. Then you could have seven year old children. You got your autumnal bonnet. You got your fictional bonnet, uh, functional bonnet, maybe functional bonnet, you know, I don't know. like educational bonnet, uh historical bonnet competition. Now that's just not, that's just a better. Now here's the best part is there's a bonnet March, uh, and I think the bonnet march is something for the participants and for the viewers and the judges. Now, the, the end of the bonnet march and the beginning of the bonnet march would go by the judging panel. But that would be more a part of the common circumstance because the judges would also be able to look at the bonnets uh, on another occasion, maybe. Uh, and, again, of course, in the middle, we'd have build your and Bonnet, like, uh, obviously, of course. But not only that, they would march around for a while because one, that creates this, uh, like, what they call that thing, like, where it's, like, kinetic motion. That's always important in these kind of things. Uh, But also the fact that, uh, I don't know, it'd be fun to parade around in your bonnet and they're all lined up every age. Uh, Maybe there's songs and and music, bonnet-based music, and again, seasonal music as well, but you go on a bonnet march. Maybe you go through those two trails or any other trails. Uh, I don't know. It'd just be nice to suddenly see a row of adults or children wearing subject-based bonnets and coming by. I mean, like I tell you, what if I was a judge? I would like put your bonnet uh, or your friend, the bonnet you're wearing that your friend made. Then, yeah, of course we'd have it. You're right, Leafing. Yes, there would be a stage, bonnet-based performances, bonnets in history, uh, bonnet building workshop. I guess we'd. I'd need to know, actually, the history of the bonnet, too. That would probably be helpful. Actually, bonnets, I guess, scoots, oh, boy, did you wade into one here. I say, oh, whoa, the unknown history of the bonnet, uh And I say, no wonder it doesn't make, and maybe we, you know, maybe they say, well, these are the latest, you could give, you could have a talks, Uh, this would probably be a side stage, because this would be more what I'd be suited for. You say, okay, this is a recent innovations in the bonnet, Uh, as Dr. Professor, uh, you know, Krupscher talking about a recent, Say, can you keep it to 30, oh no, my talk's one hour and 45 minutes. What is that like? The last, th- no, that's just the bonnet innovations this year. You'd be surprised. Uh, and then, of course, we'd have like like leaf peeping excursions, uh, like bonnet fashion shows. But that kind of would, contra- that might run in with the bonnet parade. So we'd have to figure that out. But, you know, this year's launch uh, of uh, our town's, you know, new bonnet collection. And then you could have, I'm not good at thinking up puns and stuff, but you could have T-shirts, you know, that's, you know, when the when my bonnet's twisted. I guess a bonnet, like touching bonnets, because uh, if you kiss, would your bonnets touch or no? They probably stick to some other subject. You're right. Keep it. Well, that's family friendly. I, I don't know. I don't know how many myths we have of, you know, the the little bonnet that could. Um, So, I don't know. Those are just some ideas I had. Oh, I was thinking. But, yeah, you're right. I should just sit here with you, Leafina. It was so good meeting you. That's why I got distracted and carried away. But, yeah, sometimes I get carried away, and I don't think to notice all of the beauty here. Where we are sitting in this tree. What about what about bonnet races, like uh, blindfolded bonnet races? And what about like apple throws? Uh, okay. So leaf sweeping, the greatest, you know, who could sweep the leafs faster? That would be like that. And then you could say, hey, parents, this is something you could do at home. Hint, hint, uh, free chores. But you're right, Leafine, that sometimes we just have to slow down and take a look at the leaves and just sit here. And imagine the sounds of wind traveling through leaves or wind moving leaves. How lucky we are really to experience those things uh, or how sometimes you just miss out. Like what if I didn't stop and notice your vest uh? and taking the time to notice people that wear seasonal vests is something that's really a jo- underrated joy almost you know leaf vest peeping does not sound like something you should be doing but vest appreciation of, of uh, seasonal vests uh, is something We could do more of, and you say, wow, that, and it's not just teachers that are wearing seasonal vests. I'm sure there's other people that have seasonal vests on that would like them appreciated. Why did it, oh, because I noticed your vests, yeah, leafine. And your vests, you probably could wear it, like, oh, those are real leaves, so you probably can't, at some point it becomes non-functional. Really need a vacuum or something. You see, leave Leafine, leave your vest outside, please. Uh, you see, what do you get would you have some leaves below in here? No, Leafine was visiting, her vest was shedding. And bonnets. I know I'll be on the lookout for a bonnet. I mean probably the next time I see one would be in a cartoon from you know nineteen thirties to the nineteen fifties. But you know, or Bonneville says another thing. Or we could notice the leaves. You're right. The sound. You're of what I was saying before. The leaves in the trees, all the colors. Be. I mean, how wonderful is it to be in a place, uh, or to be able to access a place where the colors you could see, or the colors you can imagine, greatly outnumber the vocabulary words. Uh, you see, how many numbers are in Pantone? Is it four, five, or six? Because I don't know what the multitude of uh, combinations is, of gradations. And I said, well, almost infinite. And I said, well, oh, boy. unite might be four, two, one, two, four, five, six, four to Pantone, but to me, you're beautiful. And I just want to sit here and not think about naming you and just move my eyes across. uh, Maybe imagine a valley or a hill rolling with trees. uh, Say, wow, I haven't been here before. I've really missed you. There's times I drove by... you see, well, just like this podcast, it kind of pulls you out of yourself and and says, hey, just take your time and notice. No hurry, but just stay here a while. You don't even have to think about the metaphor that, uh, or like the changing of the leaves uh, simile you might want to use. You could just stay here with us uh, and maybe... You take you say well, Americans peep leaves. Uh, I'm gonna soak leaves in. What's the slow version of leaf peeping? Leaf peeping. That's what I'm going to do now. So thank you, Leafine, and thank you everybody out there for uh, letting you know for this reminder of how nice it is. uh, and how sometimes that, you know, might be something we have to look at in our minds or look through some pictures of or scan our memories for our imagination right now. Maybe we can't go on a leaf peeping expedition uh, right this moment, but we can. Uh, peeping the leaves of my mind is, uh, I don't know if that was, uh, was that James Taylor that said that Uh Oh, the wisdom of peeping the leaves on your mind. Good night.